one verse of scripture while you're standing. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. Man, it's just great to see you all in the house of the Lord tonight. Chapter 4 and verse 7. Paul writing to the saints, to the church, said, And the peace of God. That's a mouthful. Thankful for the peace of God. The peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And that's something. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And we're just going to talk about the peace of God tonight. Would you pray with me for the lesson? Lord, we love you and appreciate you so much. Father, we thank you for the miracles that have happened this week that have come through your hand and by faith in your name. Tonight, Lord, bless us to hear the word, to be comforted by it, strengthened, to be encouraged, Lord. Lord, let our mindset be changed tonight. Lord, let us find a new way of living and dealing in this world through your peace. We're going to praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated and God bless you tonight. Check my time. Okay. See what we can do here. And the peace of God. It's just hard to to get out of this verse and move down the page because there's so much that it says, the peace of God. It reminds me, and we'll visit this scripture probably a little bit later too, but in John 14, in verse 27, Jesus was getting ready to uh, leave this world, but he told his disciples, he said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. And not as the world giveth, give unto you. He said, you know, it's going to be my peace. And so, of course, the peace of God, the, the peace that Paul wrote about is the peace that Jesus spoke about. Because if the peace of God is his peace, he was God manifest in the flesh. He, and so Paul knew about this peace that Jesus had left here and that he had given to his believers. The peace of God it passes all understanding. Now, the world will tell you that peace is the absence of trouble. And, you know, this is when there's no war. It's when there's no strife, where there's no division. It's, you know, and they act like peace is so fragile. And the world's peace is fragile because it just takes one person to upset the apple cart. I mean, that's it. Is one person can, can cause so much unrest. Uh, they can get on, uh, somehow get in a spotlight somewhere and say something or do something, and it can divide a country. And the, the peace, and that's why Jesus said, I'm, I'm giving you peace. Not like the world gives. They give you that peace that's contingent on everything just being perfect in order. He said, I'm going to give you my peace. Let me tell you, the peace of God is tough. Because the peace of God is there when you're in the middle of a storm. The peace of God is there when you're standing on the edge of the fiery furnace. 
The peace of God is there when you're sleeping in the middle of a bunch of lions in a den. That's the kind of peace I'm talking about. The peace of God will let you sing songs and pray when you're locked up in the prison with stripes on your back. That's what I, the kind of peace I'm talking about. And to have that peace is so vital to our existence uh, walking with God. This peace, this peace of God, this peace that can stand and weather every storm, this peace, you know, when you're, uh, nobody likes a tornado or a storm like that, but if you've got a wonderful storm shelter and that tornado's coming and you're like, man, this, this thing's coming, it can really tear some stuff, it, it can do some damage, it can destroy, but you get out of your house and get down into that shelter and shut the door and nothing can touch you. Now, you don't like the storm, and you don't like what it's tearing up, but you know, I'm going to get through it. Even, in, even through all of that, even though you're afraid of what you'll see when you open the door, when the storm is over with, you have a peace there. You know, whatever happens, I'm still going to be here. That's the peace of God. That whatever goes on and whatever happens, I'm still going to be here. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for me, I'm still here. I might have got knocked down, but I'm still here. I might have been through the fire, but I'm still here. That's, that's the peace of God that I'm talking about. We've got to have that kind of peace. And in this world today, there's so much trouble and turmoil. And, and uh, you know, there's so much that's happening already in the world that uh, there's an absence of the peace of God. You can tell that there's an absence of the peace of God in people's life by the way they react. Look, you know, when trials and tests and things happen, people lose their mind. And, but when you have the peace of God, people think something's wrong with you. You know, it doesn't make you cold or unconcerned because your emotions don't match their freak out. <laughs> this must not bother you. Well, I don't like it. But I'm not going to lose my mind because I got the peace of God. Because no matter what happens in this world, I'm going to be with him. He's going to be with me. We're going to be together. That's just how it is. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't care. It doesn't mean that I am unconcerned. It doesn't mean that I am cold. It simply means I've got the peace of God. Storms can make you forget who's with you. Just read about them getting in that boat to go over to the other side. And the waves begin to roll and the wind begin to roll and the water begin to fill the boat. And here they are with this man who is the savior of the world and he's, he's sleeping. And they go, wake him up. Do you not care that we are about to perish? Lord, why aren't you freaking out? He says, why don't you have faith? Peace be still. That kind of peace, it lets you, hey, if they had the peace of God, they could have took a nap with him. <laughs> I would have much been, rather been taking a nap than running around that boat uh, thinking this is my last day on earth. I want the peace of God. And the peace of God passes all understanding. You can't, and people can't, and the world can't understand why people can just stand and take it 
and keep going and not give up and not throw in the towel. It's because they have the peace of God. It doesn't mean that they don't hurt. It doesn't mean that they don't feel. It doesn't mean that they don't have emotions or get afraid. Because the peace of God is not the absence of stress or anxiety. But it's what gets you through it. It's not the absence of trouble or trial or test or fire. It's what keeps you through it. He said the peace of God that it goes past your understanding. It's beyond you reasoning it out. It shall keep. Your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. We cannot afford to be without this peace. Because you can't be effective in your walk for God, in your testimony. You can't let your light shine right if you are eat up with stress and anxiety and unrest and fear and torment. If you are uh, always constantly uh, just losing your mind, how can you say, but I trust God? I'm telling you about the peace of God tonight. It will keep our heart and our mind. And let let me give you a, you know, know the, the thing about what we think about peace? We think about peace as being retroactive that something happened to me and I need peace over it. That's, that's, the way we, that's our mindset. I need some peace. They told me about what happened and, and I need some peace about that. And we think of peace like it's a medicine that has to come in after the trouble and, and calm us, but that's not the peace of God. That's the world's peace. That's carnal peace. That's the peace that, that people want. Here's what, is, what the peace of God is. The word, the phrase, shall keep, in the Greek means to be a watcher in advance. Before I ever get to it, I know I'll get through it because I got the peace of God. Before I ever get the bad report, I know it's going to be all right because I'm going to get through it. The peace of God, it'll keep your heart. It'll be there before the trouble gets there. Come on, somebody. He said, the peace of God will keep your heart. It'll watch. It's watching in advance to go ahead and let you know. And as soon as it knows trouble's coming, it knows it before you do. It's already reminding you the name of the Lord's a strong tower that the righteous run into and they're safe. The Lord is the healer of all our diseases. Come on, somebody. He's a deliverer. He's, he's your help. He's your strong tower. He's everything you need. Come on, he's your comforter. It's a watcher in advance. So it means, so to keep means to mount guard as a sentinel, to post. It's on guard. It's watching. The peace of God keeps God's people walking and living and doing what they were called to do. Because they don't run at the first sign of trouble. They don't run in the midst of trouble. One writer said, in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. Or as a, the middle of trouble is a strange place to find revival in it. But he said, in the middle of trouble, you'll revive me. You'll get me up. It means to him in, to protect, to guard from loss or injury. That's the peace of God. It ain't fragile like a little flower. You know, uh, back in the uh, 60s and 70s, they had them flower child, and they, they always wearing flowers and peace, brother. And, 
and you know it was a, it was a, it was all it was just but it was contingent on things in the world and and they were trying to create a peace in that world but the peace of God says I'll go right to the deepest darkest valley and get my person through it yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'll fear no evil for thou art with me you didn't come to, to visit me after I got through it, but you walked with me through it. You knew we were going that way because you ordered my steps, but you didn't just order it in your word. In your word, it says the peace of God will keep me. Uh, I'm telling you, the Lord has set a guard about his people's minds and their hearts because the first commandment is to love him with all your heart and with all your mind. And if your mind is eat up with stress and your heart's eat up with anxiety, how can you love him? How can you trust him? But when you know that the peace of God will keep you. It's not a medicine that's applied after the, after the trial or test. It's already there. It's already been there. It's, it's already, it, 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 it's, it's on recon. <laughs> it's already out there in front of you. Oh, I done checked it out. We're going to hit a little bump up the road. You'll be all right. It's going to be a bad phone call. Doctor got some words to tell you. It's going to be all right. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Let me tell you, the peace of God will keep his people. You know, we, like I say, I don't ever have to wait till I, I need peace about that. I already got peace about it. I got people. Well, you know, this is this this is going. That's why we've been praying in faith. I'm I, I'm gonna tell you, brother Eric, when we prayed the other night, I knew that you was gonna be walking out of that place. I did not expect even think we're gonna get a phone call said, oh, they taught they hauled him off, he's gone. I knew there was a peace already going before you. It was a God was already on the on the on the move. He was already doing something, and, and I knew that. And I so I, I knew I said, man, we can lay down and go to sleep tonight. One writer said, I can lay down at night and sleep in peace because the Lord is watching over me. And man, I, I just knew that it'd be all right. It, does it mean we don't have a little stress sometimes? Yeah, I, peace of God don't uh, keep stress away. It just keeps you through the stress. It doesn't let you react to the stress. There'll be some stressful times. But man, the peace of God will keep you. It'll take care of you. And we need that peace that keeps us. Because as this world moves forward and time keeps marching on, the Bible says in the last days there would be perilous times. There's going to be a, a lot of trouble. There's going to be, it said, wicked men, evil men, and seducers will get worse and worse. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be all kind of unrest. There's going to be pestilence and earthquakes. And, all, and we see all kind of stuff, trouble all the time. It's happening everywhere. Friend, we won't make that without the peace of God. We won't make it. He said, if it's possible, the very elect could be deceived. And, uh, but you know what? The peace of God will keep you from being deceived. Because the Lord said in that day, they're going to say, Christ is here and Christ is there. We know who Christ is. He's the Prince of Peace. They're going to tell you, you're going to find your peace here, and you're going to find your peace there. Uh, I know where I'm going to find my peace. I, I already got it. I don't have to go looking for it. I've already got it. The peace of God keeps me. But people, will they lose heart or lose their minds. 
in troubled times, but the peace of God is meant to prevent that, to keep our heart. Why does it have to keep our heart? Because out of the heart, the Scripture says, are the issues of life. God does not want your life to be constant turmoil. He doesn't want you turned upside down uh, every time the wind blows. He wants you to trust him and trust in his. Believe what he said. I'm leaving my peace with you. I'm giving my peace to you. Then he said, let not your heart be troubled. Trust God's word. You know, the word of God is from the beginning. Every answer you need for peace can and will be found when you trust his word. If I trust his word, I trust him because he was the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You will keep him, talking about the Lord, the Lord will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That word stayed means to take hold of or to lean upon. The Bible tells me not to lean on my own understanding. We used to sing an old hymn that said, Leaning on the everlasting arm. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who, who trusts God today? Who believes the word of the Lord? And he said, the one who leans on the Lord, the one who takes hold of God, I'm going to keep him in perfect peace. It's the peace that doesn't lack anything. It doesn't just take care of stress, but it takes care of anxiety. It doesn't just take care of anxiety. It takes care of fear. It'll keep you, and it'll keep your mind because we trust in him. And he said, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. You see what he said there? The Lord will keep him in perfect peace. He's going to keep you in, not out, not around, in it. When you're in trouble, you're still in peace. When you're in sickness, you're still in peace. Come on. When you're in fear, in what time I'm afraid, the psalmist said, I will trust. He said, you know why he said that? Because I've got the peace of God that passes understanding. And my mind is saying, he didn't say I would never... Be in fear, he said, but I will always be in peace because God will keep him in, in perfect peace. Not just in the neighborhood, not just around it, not behind, in it. God will keep you in peace when you trust him. I'm trying to help us. Come on, somebody. God's got to be more than just a character in the book to us. We've got to remember that he's the Savior, that he's our hope, he's our help. He's washed us in his blood and filled us with his spirit. He's grafted us into the vine. He's put us in the body. We are now the sons and daughters of God. We are the bride that he's coming back to get. We are called by his name. We belong to him, somebody. You've got to remember that God's going to keep you in perfect peace. Yeah, you know why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could say, throw us in? Because even in the fire, they were in peace. You know why Daniel could go on in that den without fussing and kicking and hollering? Because even in the den, he was in peace. 
And I'm telling you, even in the midst of trouble, we can be in peace. In this world that's full of all kind of wickedness, we can still be in peace. In the midst of our mess, in the midst of our mistakes, we can have peace that God will forgive us if we confess our faults. You don't lose your peace just because you make a mistake. That's when you trust that peace. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't want to do that. I made a mistake, but the word says if I confess my faults, he's faithful to forgive me. So I have peace that I can still be all right with God. That's why he would write things like no weapon formed against you will prosper. He wants you to know that you could be in peace no matter what's coming your way. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. He wants you to know. He wants you to have so much peace that you realize that if I fall, I'm going to get back up. And I can uh, tap the enemy on the shoulder while he's walking off and say, hey, bud, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still going on. God will keep us in it. So we're in it. So that means that peace is there when the trouble hits. Because it ain't trouble always. We have a lot of good days. Nothing's going on. Still in peace. In those good days, that peace is just even more realized to me. Because I'm thinking, what a great God I have to bless me like he has done today. And then when trouble comes, it don't take away all the good that God's done. It's there when trouble hits. It keeps us. It keeps us. And it's important. We need to remember God loves us. He wants us to be with him. He said, I'm going away to prepare a place. I want you to be with me. He wants to say, hey, more than you want to hear it, he wants to say it, well done. And he's, he's done a lot to get us there. <laughs> you know, he, and we think, well, I can't wait. That's more than anything in the world, that's what I want. Well, more than anything in his life, that's what he wants. Because he gave his life. So one day he could say that, well done, faithful servant. So contrary to what the world defines it as, peace, it's more than, you know, sunshine and rainbows and blue skies and little butterflies and, and pink flowers and all the stuff that they associate with peace. You go find a card in the card section about peace where greeting cards are, and it, it's going to have like a little lamb it's going to have a little puppy dog or some kittens, and, you know, it's going to be something real smooth and easy. I'm telling you, the peace of God, it's like the armor of God. It's like the angels of God. He said, I, uh, the angels charge, uh, and I put angels around you, and, and it's like the arm of the Lord. It's, it's like that strong tower. It's, it's like that house built on a rock. It, it, it ain't nothing flimsy about God's peace. It's tough. You know why, there's actually, why they could write a Hebrews chapter 11? Because of the peace of God. It wasn't, just, it wasn't faith all by itself. It was faith in peace. You know why they could be tortured and not accept deliverance? Because they were already in peace. In, they were still in perfect peace. It wouldn't be a Hebrews 11 without the peace of God. They realized I can go through this because I've got a peace that passes understanding. So that peace of God, that perfect peace, it's not the absence of trouble. It's not the absence of heartache. 
It's not the absence of fear. It's not the absence of loss. But perfect peace that keeps is trust in him. Complete trust that I'm okay, that I'll still be okay. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if today something's going on, I'm okay. And if it's still like that tomorrow, I'll still be okay. Because I'm going to be trusting in the Lord. And that trust in him is what keeps us. It keeps us going, keeps us serving, keeps us singing, keeps us praying, keeps us preaching, keeps us living, keeps us loving, keeps us believing. It's that peace of God, that trust in him that keeps us doing what he called us to do. That's why the gates of hell can't prevail against us. Because we know we're not alone. That he's always with us. That he's given us power over all the power of the enemy. Come on, somebody. That the blood of Jesus still cleanses us from all sin. God's given us exceeding great and precious promises. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all, the, all that I ask or think. The Lord's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Come on. That's why the gates of hell can't prevail because they're coming up against an army that's already got the peace of God that knows we win. We're marching to the battlefield knowing victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. We already know that I got the victory. We're marching in truth. We're marching in peace. We're marching in trust. That's the peace of God. And man, when you really catch that peace of God, it's when you start praying that prayer of faith. When you just pray in confidence. When you see somebody sick, and you're like, they about to jump out of the bed. They about to get up and walk. They're about to get delivered. You just pray. Well, how can you just go and pray like that? Don't you know? Because the peace of God keeps me from thinking I'm going to look like a fool. The peace of God's going to help me to, to I, because I'm going to still trust his word. That he is a healer. He's a deliverer. That nothing's too hard for him. Hallelujah. And so that, that's why when you start praying the prayer of faith, man, you can't pray the prayer of faith without peace. You got to know, you got to have a peace that it works. You can't go on, oh, I don't know if it's going, oh, I don't know if it's, it says lay hands on them. Trying to put your finger out there like your ET or something. What you do? No, he said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs will follow them that believe. It's, it's with them. It's there with them. It's, it's going with them. And, and, and we've got that assurance from God. And so that gives us a peace that we have uh, an answer to the questions of this life. What do I do? Pray. What do I do? Pray. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The prayer of faith will save the sick. I believe that scripture. I believe it. And in that peace, it keeps us. Job. You know, Job. Why there's a Job chapter 42 and it, not just Job 1 and 2? Because Job had perfect peace. Job, but he had no lack of trouble. He had all, or tragedy. 
he used to offer sacrifice. He said he would sacrifice to the Lord for his kids in case they had offended or done something. And all that he did still lost them. But you know what Job said? The Lord gave and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His wife sees him sitting in the ashes, boils all over his body. She's mourning the loss of her children. There's her husband out there sitting in ashes, praying and talking to God. His wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? First, she said, do you still retain your integrity? Are you still holding on to that stuff God gave you? Yeah, because the peace of God will keep me. Even in the, I might be in the ashes, but I'm in peace. Because it keeps me in perfect peace. And he said, so you're talking foolish. You're talking like there ain't no God, but there is a God. The foolish said in his heart there is no God. And he says, so you're talking like there ain't no God. He says, shall we receive good at the hand of the Lord and, and then not be visited with evil? Is evil still not going to It's going to happen. But it ain't going to erase the good that God has done or the good that God has given. And I, I'm not going to let down uh, the reason Job could stand. Because when God, God, Satan said, hey, you put a hedge around him. He said, well, I'll move it. God moved his hedge, but the hedge Job had built was still there. The, the, the hedge that Job had put up, that hedge of integrity, that hedge of trust. He didn't know that God had, had, had picked this fight. But he said, hey, no matter what comes my way, I ain't moving this hedge. The Bible says if you break a hedge, a serpent bites you. And Job said, I'm not breaking a hedge. I'm not going to get snake bit. I'm going to keep on trusting God. I'm going to be in peace regardless what happens. And he said, that is Joseph, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The peace that keepeth was there before the trouble. Job already had a peace of God before that ever came his way, before the first runner ever made it to the house and said, here's what happened. Job already knew. In Job 22 and 21, he said, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace get acquainted with the prince of peace get acquainted with the god of all comfort he said acquaint get to know you know when you get acquainted with somebody you get to know them you find out some. it's more than just getting their name you're learning about them learn about the lord and be at peace read his word talk to him in prayer find out what he does he said thereby good shall come unto thee in Psalm 34 and 14, it says, seek peace and pursue it. Seek for that peace. I need that peace of God. I, don't, I can't just be leaning on my own understanding. That's the carnal mind. I don't want the carnal peace. Romans 8 and 6 says to be carnal in mind is death. But to be spiritually minded, life and peace. To be spiritually minded is to trust God. To trust what he's doing. To trust what he... Hadn't even to trust what he hasn't even done yet, but just to trust him and to believe in him, and he will keep you in perfect peace. Hey, it's up to us if we're going to have that peace or not, because it's offered. He he, he offers it to us all. Uh, Job said, "I will not let go of my integrity." It was a choice for him to have that. And because Job was stayed on God, because he was leaning on him, taking hold of God and his promises. That's why you read about 
God blessed the latter end of Job greater than his beginning. Here's another story where you see someone who has that peace of God that passes understanding. In 2 Kings, Elisha had wanted to bless this widow woman, and she didn't have a child, so he told her, he said, you're going to have a child. She said, don't be fooling with me. I'm paraphrasing. She said, don't be, don't be teasing me, man. Oh, no, at the time of life, you're going to have a child. Well, she did. And that little boy grew. And at a certain age, he, one day he come out and said his, his head was hurting him real bad. And, and uh, his mother picked him up and sat on his, she, he sat on her knees until he died. She went and put the little boy on the bed and said, get that donkey saddled up. Where are we going? We're going to find a man of God. Where is he at? Don't worry about where he's at. Just saddle it up. And don't you slow down for me. You just keep riding. We're going to get to him. And so they're doing that, and Elisha sees them coming way off and says, what's going on with this lady? What's happening here? Sends his servant down there to go check with her, see what's happening. Well, so the servant runs in 2 Kings 4 and 26. He says, run now, I pray thee, meet her. Say unto her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? So he's asking, everybody all right? But specifically, is the child all right? She said, it is well. Well, you know good and well it ain't well. In the natural, he's dead. He died. But she knew already, I just got to go find him, and everything's going to be all right. I just, we just got to touch God, and it's going to be okay. That's why she could say, it's well. That's why she wasn't sitting home planning a funeral. She wasn't digging a hole. She wasn't getting ready to bury it because she knew that God had already given her a peace, that God was able to do it. And, of course, they came back to the house. Elisha went in. The child revived in the story. But what I'm telling you is when you got the peace of God, no matter what's going on, really going on in your life, things that you can see, things that you're going through that you are experiencing, do you not think that it grieved her and broke her heart that she wasn't crying when that child took his last breath? That she felt everything a mother would feel. But she said, oh, it's well. All is well. Because the peace of God that passes understanding will keep your heart and keep your mind. God will keep you in perfect peace when you lean on him. And in the midst of grief, in her grief, she was still in peace. And she was able to see that child raised from the dead. So that's the kind of peace I'm talking about. But no matter what you see going on in your life, you can say, hey, hey, it's well. Now people will say, you're, you're a lunatic. Your mind snapped. A lot of times they think, oh, the pressure of whatever's going on has done freaked him out. He's talking nutso. No, I'm just talking faith. You see what's happening. I do. Why are you losing your mind? Because what good would it do? If we really would think about that, what good would it do for me to just lose my mind, to go crazy? Why, would it help it? Make it worse. Make you feel worse. But it's the peace of God. Let me tell you, with the peace of God, you can still be in perfect peace and cry your eyes out. Because it don't stop. It, it, don't, it ain't like a... Uh, something that, that damns up all your emotions and stops you from being human. 
But it's what counteracts those human emotions and keeps you from reacting to them and reacting in them. And because you, you can still get mad and have the peace of God. But that's, that's when you've got the peace of God, you can be angry and sin not. See what I'm saying? It, 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 the peace of God will keep you from shooting off at the mouth. <laughs> well, it will. Most of the time we shoot off at the mouth when we lose control of our emotion. But the peace of God will keep you from losing control of your emotions. Like I said, people, now, you got people close to you, I mean, they'll think, you just a cold somebody. You don't care about. No, it's not that. There's, there's things that can break your heart. But that doesn't mean I've got to go beating my head across the floor or running through a wall or kicking small animals or something like that. I mean, you know, just like, well, you lost your mind. What, what good would it do? God will work it out. God will come through. I may have to sit in sackcloth and ashes, but I still believe God will come through. You hear me? I'll never doubt that God will come through. He's going to always make a way because that's the God I serve. I don't serve a, a part-time God. He's a full-time, on-time, I'll-get-it-done God. And that's what gives me peace in this life. Hallelujah. And this woman, she, this widow woman that lost a child, she already had something that kept her. So she could ultimately say, it is well. It is well. In Colossians 3.15, Paul wrote here, he said, And let the peace of God rule in your heart. He said, let it rule in your heart to the which you're also called in one body and be thankful. He said, you're called to have peace. Be thankful. But he said, let it rule. That word uh, rule means let it govern or let it prevail. If you're going to let anything govern your actions, govern your heart, prevail in your life, let it be the peace of God. The peace of God. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Not, not what, not, don't let somebody's opinion, their words, don't let that rule your heart. Don't let that stuff infect you. Because if it infects you, it'll affect you. But let the peace of God govern, prevail, rule in your life. That's why the scripture says, hide the word of God in your heart. That's why we say we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We, we keep living because of the peace that keeps us as we trust God in every single situation. You know, the Lord would, uh, it's, it, that definition of peace is that it's already there. It's, it's, it's before us. It's already, it's watching. It's, it's, it's there to, to take care of us and the Lord always gave us scripture and words so that we'd already have the answers before the problem came. There's nothing you know, harder in, in, to us, I guess, as people in this life than losing loved ones. That's very hard. It's very hard on us emotionally because you go through all kind of ranges of emotions, anger, grief, sorrow, confusion. Why? And that's part of it. But when we trust God... Even in death, we are in perfect peace. 
We have peace in the presence of all these emotions. And our heart is guarded and our mind is protected. Because we already know what the scripture says. First Thessalonians 4.13, Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, so that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. He said, I don't want you sorrowing and reacting like people that don't have hope. He said, so I'm telling you this, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. We know these things. He said, I've written this to you so you don't sorrow like the world. Because you've got a peace that's not like the world gives. You've got a peace that God gives. And even in grief, you can be in peace. Hello. It doesn't mean you're not sad. It doesn't mean you're not grieving. It doesn't mean you don't miss that loved one. But we have a peace. Because how many times have, have we said that about a saint that's going on? We're like, but we know where they are. We know they're better off. We know they're not suffering. So that, and that comforts us. But are we still crying? Do we still miss them? Sure we do. But we know according to the word and according to the promises of God that they are to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And would you take anybody you know and love, would you take them away from the Lord? That's what we're trying to get. So we're given this promise of hope beforehand so we can have peace and not sorrow without hope. If we believe that Jesus, I believe in Jesus, and I believe he died and rose again. So we have to trust, lean on the Lord, believe he works all things out for our good. And that gives us the peace that passes understanding, that keeps us, and it keeps us from walking away, keeps us from throwing in the towel, keeps us from jumping off the ledge. In John chapter 14, verses, and I'm, I'm coming to a close here. Yep, coming to a close. In John 14, 26 through 29, the Lord said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and then listen, and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, the Lord said, you're going to need to remember some things as you walk through this life. You're going to have to remember what I said about what I'll do. That's why it's so important to read his word. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, I give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he said, I'm going to give you my peace so that your heart doesn't have to be troubled. In verse 28, he said, you have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. Now, if you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I go to the Father for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass. So when it is come to pass, you might believe. He said, I went ahead and told you about what was coming. So when it gets here, you'll be all right. That's peace. That's why I remember when I first, the, the first night, the night I came to the Lord. I've told this before, but when I... I came out of the baptistry, man, I was, you know, people were hugging my neck. Man, that's awesome. Congratulations. That's great, man. You're welcome to the kingdom. Welcome to the church. Just, you've done a great thing, man. All the stuff we do, you know, just patting my back and loving on me and just telling me how glad they were I was there. And I was, I felt so wonderful, man. 
felt clean and new and washed and I was excited and this brother came up and said think it not strange the fiery trial that is to try you I said well I guess I'm still learning some stuff because I, I don't know what kind of greeting that is and so I was like okay well he was just getting me ready for stuff that was coming the Lord used him to speak something to me he was basically telling me he said if you think the enemy is just going to let you walk away without trying to drive you crazy oh no <laughs> and so I began to study about trials and tests and look in the scripture see what it said about it and when things would happen I'd be like hey wait a minute I read about this I read about this and, and God's going to get me through this and one day I was I was getting just bombarded and the enemy was just on my back in my mind in my ears whispering to me talking to me telling me what a fool I was and God doesn't love you and how could he love you reminding me of all these this things I've done in my life just I mean just anything he could hit me with he was hitting me with it and I was just weeping at work I was working in tears just falling on the boxes I was moving down that line and I, and I, I kept saying God I'm losing my mind I'm losing my mind I got in my truck, I was driving, I was crying all the way home, going down I-20, trying to pray, squalling my eyes out. I, I mean, I literally felt like I was going crazy. And finally, I just, I said, God, where am I? And as soon as I said those words, the cab of my truck filled up with the presence of God and all that fear, all that anxiety strips it went away different kind of crying was going on then but it was just like I could hear the Lord say you're right where I want you and such a peace came over me that I thought well then that's alright I'll stay right here as long as I know I'm where you want me if I've got to endure all this and this is where you want me I'm okay as long as I know I'm where you want me and God gave me such a peace that day that I never had to fight that battle again where I felt like that I fought battles but I never had to say oh I wonder if I knew no because I was still new I was still learning and I learned that God orders my steps and God puts me wherever I am God has put me there and all things work together for my good so I, so I had that and you can stand with me so and then finally the Lord said in John 16 and 33 he said these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace he said I've told you all this so that in me you would have peace because in the world you're going to have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world he said I know you're going to have trouble but I've told you beforehand so that when it comes, you won't be caught off guard. Maybe that's why Peter wrote, think it not strange. Don't think it's something weird that's happening because this is what the Lord said would come your way. This is what happens to believers everywhere. We're tried, we're tested. But the trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perishes. So don't think that this is strange. He said the Lord spoke these words so in Him we would have peace. And in this world we can live and have peace because he overcame the world so we have Jesus and we have peace 
And greater is he and his peace that is in me than he that's in the world. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 2 and 14, he is our peace. Well, where does he live? He got the peace living in you. So I could just finish this and say, peace out. That'd be a closing, wouldn't it? When you serve the I am, you have that peace of God. When he said, I, I am that I am, he said, I am your peace. I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am your savior. I'm your comfort. And I can't lie. So I have peace in him. So why don't we come for a few moments and pray tonight. And if you've been, feel like you've been lacking in that peace, won't you come tonight and reestablish that connection and realize that no matter what situation you're in, God will keep you in peace.